Hello and uh, welcome to Fireside Chat number 58, Finding Confidence in Your Career. So uh, I am Mash and I'm joined by co-founder of Codino and Sandro and our managing director for Spain, Jose. Uh, the idea for these Fireside Chats is that we often get together after work and talk about work. And we decided, why don't we record it and see if other people might be interested. Uh, I really like that introduction, for the, by the way. We, we should probably do that. You like <laughs> that? You like it? Yeah. It, just, it just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, uh, we, we are stream live as well. So, if you want to, today we are streaming live to YouTube. That's normally the best channel to view us on. You can add comments and you can ask her questions and we'll uh, integrate them into our chats. We'll we try to respond to them as much as we can. And thank you to everyone who does, because it actually really adds to the conversation. Uh, we had a bit of a break. Apologies for that. We were scattered to the four winds. Sandro was uh, in US uh, working on our UX expansion initiative for this year. If you do want to find out more about what he got up to there, you know, there's plenty of videos on Instagram and on YouTube <laughs> on, uh, on, on his travels and uh, activities there. I was actually at Malaga. We started our uh, brand new office in Malaga as well. I was uh, attending and speaking at an event with uh, one of our clients, Santander, there as well. So uh, it was so it was lovely to find a, a thriving community, a software craftsmanship community in Malaga, and our office there is right at the harbor, which is a lovely place as well. So anyway, without further ado, we are going to talk about finding confidence. Confidence is a very important thing in your career, in your work. You can be overconfident, you can be underconfident, and it can affect you in many ways. And they they are strategies of of understanding how to calibrate that as well. So we thought that would be a good topic for us to, to talk about today. So who's going to start? What is the question? <laughs> I guess the question is, let's start with why, no? Yeah. Does confidence well, well, the question matter? I guess, does confidence matter? <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I, I think it does. And, and matter more than what people think. And I, and I tell you why, because like when you are, when you want to work with people, for people, uh, you want to feel that you can trust that person, that there is so confidence. I'm not talking about, let's qualify. I'm not talking about overconfidence. I'm talking about confidence in general, right? So someone that is confident when they speak. So I think that someone, when they are confident, when they speak, they end up transmitting uh, credibility. They transmit, it's easier to trust someone when they, they are confident when they are speaking. When, because like, it, it's easier to think the other, the other way around. If you are speaking to someone and that person is not confident when they speak, the chances for us to buy their products or really wanting to join that pro, that person in a in a endeavor in a in a in a job or in a or building a company or stuff, it's it's impacted by that lack of confidence, right? So so and this is why I think that even so, of course, that is what you are saying. If it's right or wrong, that is all the other 
qualities, but like, but confidence is really, really important because it's the first thing that you will gauge in an in a, in a initial conversation, right? And a confident person will have an advantage in that initial encounter compared to... Mm-hmm. Also, it can open you up to opportunities or, or make you lose opportunities, right? Because if, so, if you're not confident, maybe people will not trust what you're saying as much or, you know, the, there's elements of leadership there as well. Exactly, applying for other positions, promotions and stuff, because like you need to show that confidence that you can do some things bigger, uh, different, innovative, and it will be much harder to get that trust from someone else I, if you don't show that. I, I guess the, the logic is if you don't believe what you're saying, how do you want me to believe what you're saying? No, it's like if you don't trust that you can do it, like how, how should... I yeah, or you. if you are not confident, right? So that you can do that. That that's probably how it's going to come across. You might even believe, but you are not confident. You're you don't show that you you confidently can do something. It will be very difficult for someone else to to think otherwise. This is actually an interesting. I know there's a lot of else to talk about, but there's an interesting aspect to to confidence. There is how much you feel, and and how much you show. What you feel and what you show. There's also an important element there, isn't there? I think so. Uh, so mainly, for example, when you are in leadership positions or wanting to be in leadership positions, uh, of course, that we are, I believe that we all have fears. You know, like I think that we all at some point will question uh, how capable are we to do certain things. But for example, if you show lack of confidence, uh, it will have a, a ripple effect on the people near you. And this is not only about work, even inside your families and stuff like that. For example, if I don't show that I'm confident that we can overcome whatever problem we might have, it, it creates like a, a ripple effect in the, the rest of the family that might rely on you to to certain things so even so and, and you can and i think you can show confidence even explicitly saying that you don't know how to deal with something you can still be confident even knowing saying like i don't know exactly how we're going to solve that but i think that if we just put our heads together given some time let, let's try to figure out what the next steps are so you can show confidence people can still follow you even if you don't have the answers or if you don't know how to deal immediately with something that's a very that's a very good point that's very good yeah point. it's it's like if something is happening i don't know exactly what it is but th- but here's what i'm going to do in order to find out mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i will try this and then if this doesn't work i will try this and then if this is somewhere and and if if i go through the list and nothing got me to where i wanted don't worry we will think of something else right mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's it's almost like that's, it's that's also it's almost like kind of goes more towards attitude, doesn't it? Like confidence is not necessarily just about having knowledge. It's about having a positive attitude in some cases as well, right? I mean, that's not enough on it just on its own, but it, it that attitude is important, right? But but it makes a big difference, right? Like it's, it's and it's also a, a trait that I think is associated with with other areas, right? Like someone who's confident 
competent, you know, like there, there's other things that are associated to that kind of um, perception, no, that, that you are, uh, that you're projecting, no, when you're talking mm -hmm. to people. And mm -hmm. another thing that I think I associate, for instance, with confidence would be not not freaking out, right? Like I can say things, uh, but you know, especially in a in a difficult situation. No, the servers are down, whatever, right? Like I don't know, I don't like they, but no, yeah, cool, cool mind. No, it's like Don't here's know. how we're gonna approach it. Here's here's what we're gonna do. No? There is there's a, a factor of decisiveness as well associated with it. No, it's like okay, I'm gonna we need to make decisions. Here's what we're gonna we're gonna try this and this and this and this. If I'm if I can make a decision, that's a problem, especially in a in a situation where you're you know. Um, in a difficult situation, but I, I think, an urgency. I think these are part of positive aspects of confidence are over, like being confident, yeah? But there are negative aspects to it as well, right? Because you can be confident to the point where where you're... Where you neglect you, to do you're your You're kind of leading diligence. people in the right di wrong direction. Pardon? The, I, I said where you neglect doing your due diligence, right? You're, you're so confident... Yes. That you think it's not going to happen, therefore you don't do any, you don't take any steps to mitigate whatever it is that that you. Yeah, I believe that they, that is what some people probably will qualify as overconfidence, right? So it's I think and 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 again I don't have any uh, proper knowledge about that, but like if I just had to try to define it on spot right now, it's like I like what you said, Jose. For me, like the overconfidence thing is when you start not doing the diligence for you to, or not thinking, like not taking a, some things that you should take into account in order to make the next decision, right? So mm -hmm. uh, you become almost reckless in a way, right? So, so this, is, this is actually, yeah, like complete. So there's, 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 there's recklessness and there's complacency. Yeah, they kind of relate, I guess. That complacent is more, uh, you're too confident that you, in your own, self that you can do this with your eyes closed and then you close your eyes right and recklessness is more related to <laughs> more related to taking undue risks when you may not need to <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. but but they're, 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 they are related but not the same uh yeah so yeah they are related but not the same and i think that both are complicated uh the reckless is a bit very complicated, I think. It's, it's taking bigger it can risks. Also be, it can also be related to um, dishonesty. Because you're, you you know, for example, that you don't have the ability to do it, or maybe you don't, you don't have, internally you don't have the confidence. But you want to show that because you're... Um, you, you know, you want to get to a particular position often leads to people promoted beyond their their levels and those kind of things as well. Because the, the Peter you know, the Peter principle, no, the like Peter principle you, exactly. Yeah, you you reach the, the the highest level of incompetence no, within the organization. Like you you rise to the position where you can no longer do the job properly. Yeah, yeah. but what are the so we talked about a few problems with overconfidence. What about Underconfidence. What kind of problems uh, lead to underconfidence? Uh, so, so 
you know that I, I was I was thinking about a few things that I went through in my career, you know, and I remember there was a point, and that was quite early on, uh, that I, I was thinking that there were there are there are enough people in the world. Uh, I wouldn't say that they are there. They're, they're uh, impeded. They're not cheering, uh, how can I express it uh, in English? But like, there are enough people in the world that might not believe in you, right? That might not believe that you can achieve certain things. So it's not that they're gonna do it in purpose. They're not trying to, to, to bring you down, but they just might not think that you can do certain things. And, and then I, I remember that, um, and of course I'm talking more about my context where I came from and all that kind of shit. But, the, but I remember at some point thinking like, I cannot be my worst enemy. So you see what I'm saying? And I think that when you have underconfidence, you become your own block. And we already have enough blocks in the world, you know? So it's already difficult to, well, to achieve things and to, so, so and if you, you become your own block, then, then it's a problem. And I had to understand that very quickly, you know? It's like, whatever happens, I need to, 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 to push myself up. I cannot be the drug. <laughs> To myself, yeah, and, and I was relating that to, you know, like uh, I don't want to open. Maybe it's too early. Uh, I've been thinking a lot uh, recently in mental health, uh, which is a topic that I normally didn't like at the beginning. But I've been thinking more and more about that, and and, and I I think I'm coming to a, a a conclusion far more holistic than normally is applied to. And, and for for example, I, I'm relating the the lack of confidence or uh, to almost like uh, I had to find mental strength to fight underconfidence. So you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So you need to be quite strong, uh, mentally strong to overcome problems and to push yourself up, not to be beaten down by your environment or, or every time that you, you cannot do certain things or you so, 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 and I think that this is part of the mental health is also being able to create that inner strength, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, sorry, answer your question. I think that. Yeah, because it's a bit like when, when you, when you're lacking that, you're kind of self-sabotaging, right? Like you are, it, it's like, no, I'm not going to ask. No, the, the, the typical example, no, if you ask yeah. and you don't get it, uh, but if you don't ask, you, you never get it. Right. So like by default, you're already not, uh, uh, doing no thing so and and a lot of the times it comes from that no uncertainty and and dealing with with that you know? yeah, so, so china's so. being a social anxiety those things play into that right so yeah. it can induce social anxiety but it can under confidence social anxiety can be a cause of it as well right it's almost yeah, like i've been equating equating some of the you know like when you have physical health and for example, I cannot run a marathon today. Well, I cannot run a hundred meters right now, right? So, so there are so, so there are a lot of things that I like to do that I'm not capable because I'm not physically uh, healthy, right? So, well, I'm not an athlete. Let's put it this way: it's not that I'm unhealthy, but like uh, so. And I think that mental health, if you if you try to use a similar analogy, so there are a lot of things that we might not be able to do. And we need to find ways to work out and to develop those. Those. This is what I. Again, I don't have any psychological background to be saying this. I, this is just what works for me, right? So that, that's what I'm sharing here. 
but but find ways where I can cope with certain things that I either anxiety or, or uh, I'm not so confident that I can achieve something. And so like, I need to find a way to, for my brain to say, no, man, you need to overcome this, you know? So, so mm. you see what I'm saying? And then make your, your mental health, I don't know, like find that, that strength, mental strength. To I, I like this idea of, of, uh, of exercising your mind in order to be able to deal with the situations. Yeah, that I, I like that comparison that you did no i cannot run yeah but in order to run it like a lot of people are healthy and they're not able mm -hmm. to run it right like in order to run it you need to practice exercise right? go to, you need to exercise and build the muscle etc and i think that is also part of the that is also part of, like you can build your confidence yeah, yeah. I, I think so And and I remember like I having this conversation like a very long time ago in uh, when I was in uni, uh, uh, we were talking about some guys that were really good. I I did uh, some time in in math. <laughs> It's, uh, it almost sounds like prison, <laughs> like I did some time. Uh, and there were, there were there were guys that were really really they were geniuses. Yeah, there were other guys that were very intelligent, but they were very they were very applied. You know. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to this friend of mine, we were discussing like what makes them so confident, no, in a sense, like when, even when they approach new topics or whatever, like it's like they, and, and a lot of it comes from past experience, right? I did well on this, then I build on that success. Now, if it went well now, you know, the next time, why wouldn't it go well again, right? And this, this kind of thing. And when you have enough of those experiences, Right, like you, you kind of have a lot in the bank, you know. So, so you can take bigger risks and bigger challenges. You no, know? there is two ways that I feel like that's possible that to to be built. No, one is start with smaller challenges that you can take on and build on top of. You no, know? uh, again, this is the equivalent of you know, if I want to, if part of my career development is. And I don't know, I want to become a speaker or whatever. I, I know that I'm going to be doing certain things, right? So maybe I'll start doing something small. Maybe I'll record myself. Maybe I will do a lunch and learn 15 minutes, like a lightning talk. Maybe I will. No, and then you build on top of that. Maybe I go and I study in Toastmasters no, a little bit, you know, see other people talk, get some tips somehow to and you you build on top of that so there is the practice of that no i'm building on on top of the challenge and then there's another aspect which i think is interesting too which is the the visualization of things right you can run scenarios there's for your mind there's no difference between what you're imagining and what you experience right, right? like you if you think if you imagine a thing in your memory right This is what I'm trying to say. It's not like it's not, it's not the same process, but but uh, but in your memory, right? Which is what we're talking about. It's kind of like my past experience is helping me, you know, grow. No, um, there isn't really a lot of difference, right? So if you are able to visualize and go through the scenarios and go through the thing where where you're being successful at what you're trying to accomplish. That can also help you a lot, and not necessarily go through all the no you can you can fast track some things right and this is something that i that i do no it's like so how would i do this how would i you know and i kind of 
iterate in my mind no without having done it so that it kind of prepares me towards you know what i can find and and this kind of stuff and that preparation and that visualization i think helps uh, help I, I think think that there is there is also uh, an element of um being being brave or kind of putting your, yourself out there right because often and it's not easy for sure but especially things that you don't excel at it's very difficult to then put yourself out there and then that in itself is a vicious circle because the the more you retreat from a situation the less confidence that you're going to have in it and the less skill to kind of prevail uh, and I, I remember the first time i ever did a talk it was at university and i froze i was completely you know that lack of confidence got to me so bad that i couldn't even speak and i left the 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 stage without saying a single word and and that kind of got to me quite badly but over time kind of speaking at smaller events you know speaking about certain topics with and it slowly you build the confidence i'm at a point now where i i do talks in front of bigger audiences but i still have a lot of fear behind it but i think that's what i mean by you need to kind of like even overcoming your fears is a kind of a skill that you need to keep practicing you need to the things that you you're not comfortable with you should you that should be a trigger to say well i'm not comfortable with that so i'm definitely going to try it or i'm going to try it in safer positions and not always kind of shy away from things that you find uncomfortable i think yeah you know like i, I as you both were uh, talking i, I was uh, i found like three different topics in here so at the beginning like um at the very beginning when we talk about the practice and running uh 100 meters and stuff and being healthy i, I think that I, i've been thinking like maybe there is a distinction between being health healthy and being fit you know mm-hmm. so bear with me on that that this one right so let's say i consider myself physically healthy but i don't consider myself fit fit for what to run 100 meters to run a full game of basketball five versus five you know mm-hmm. but i'm but i'm not sick right so i'm healthy i'm just not fit and i wonder if there is something related to mental health as well so for example there is a, 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 an inner condition that you being healthy right because if you are not healthy for example if i'm not physically healthy i certainly cannot do a lot of things If I'm healthy, I can do all the normal things, the day-to-day things, but some more extreme things I might not be able to do, which would need I need to be fit to do that. Yeah? And fit to a certain degree. Right? One thing is to run in my park, another thing should be a professional athlete. Yeah. So maybe there is something also related to that, where there is the, the normal health, mental health condition that you need to be good you know in a, in a good space with yourself but then there is the fitness for you to do certain types of jobs or to be done for example you mentioned mash speaking in public mm-hmm. you might not be fit to do that at the beginning because it might be something that might be difficult for you because you haven't done but that doesn't mean that you 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 have a a, a mental health problem 
See what I'm saying? But if you do have a mental health problem, then you certainly will not be able to speak, right? Yeah. See, see what I'm saying? So, so, and this distinction for me is now is becoming interesting because if we focus, like for example, we need to be healthy mentally and physically, and then we can compartmentalize the degree of fitness that we need to have to do certain specific things. So then your problem becomes smaller. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, hey, I'm not confident or I I'm useless. That's what I would say, that I would qualify the more unhealthy thing. We would compartmentalize, look, I don't think I, I feel well. I would love to be giving, I don't know, talks in front of people. That's just an example that I'm just speaking. So, but I don't feel comfortable doing that. Or I would love to be leading a team and I don't feel comfortable doing that. Or I would love to be doing what, or have my own company. So now you're compartmentalized and say, okay, I'm not mentally fit for that, but it's easier to rationalize what would be the steps for us to be mentally fit for that. And you can dig into yeah. it as well, because you can say, okay, I'm not comfortable, but what am I not comfortable with? Am mm -hmm. I not comfortable, you know, talking in public? Is it, um, I don't like to be the center of attention? Is it like, what is it that I don't feel comfortable in and then I can zero in on that and and deal with it. No, that's that's a bit. Yeah. So, so that, that's I think. One, so. Yeah. No. What? Sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. No, go no, on. No, I was no, gonna. Okay. Uh, you, you. But I was just uh, talking about. Someone said that it's um, people around us also help us in that kind of general level of confidence and even bigger level because that reminds me of the community, the London Software Craftsmanship Community, and certain conferences that we used to attend as well where people were very, very in company. It was a very friendly crowd. So, you know, if you, for example, if you struggle to speak, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you struggle to speak in a team setting, if you struggle to bring your ideas forward, you'd have a very friendly, very easygoing crowd who were helping you. And even with talks that would could like offer to do talks with you, like as a pair so that, you know, you can get, start building that confidence. And, I, and it's certainly true that, you know, the environment that you surround yourself in, whether work or it's, you know, colleagues or communities, uh, family, you know, they can, they can help you with gaining confidence in, in certain areas. And they can hinder as well, the, the same way that they, they can, can uh, uh, have a positive effect, they can have a negative mm -hmm. effect as well, right? Like mm -hmm. people are, you know, undermining that confidence all the time, then, you know, it's, it is a, uh, an issue, right? And I, again, every situation is different, but a lot of this you can look for, right? Like you, you can create those environments. I'm not saying it's always going to be happening, right? Like every situation is, is uh, different, no? But, you know, if you're finding friends, quote, no, quote, uh, that uh, are undermining your no your your uh, confidence all the time. Maybe, yeah, you don't want to be around those friends. So, right? so but, but stuff like that. So it's there's a agency as well. In, they gaslighting you. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it's it, it is like that. No, it's it, it is. Yeah. You know, if you have coworkers that are constantly well, maybe you. But but, but, so, but here's the thing, right? So because I, I would agree with that, and and, and of course, like. 
uh, I don't want to go to extreme cases because we know how. Yeah, no, it's, it's everyone's being, life is, yeah. Exactly. You can, you being, go, um, yeah. Personal yeah. situations or lives can completely destroy mm. a life. So I don't want yeah, to go there, right? So Because yeah. I think we all understand that. But let's talk more about, I don't know, people that, that normally, again, they are healthy. You know, they, they didn't have like a trauma. Let's say people that didn't have traumatic experiences, right? So let, let's yeah. keep it at that, right? So, so if we keep at that, uh, I, I think that the, I'll go back to the mental strength that I was discussing before, because like, yes, I, I totally agree that your environment has an impact on you, but how big of that impact is controlled by you? So for example, when you, when you are quite strong mentally, that impact will have an influence on you will certainly throw things at you that you need to react to them. But, but you need to be able to be strong enough not to be, for example, you go to a meeting, everyone treats you well, you, you go home happy. And so that's the best thing ever in the world because someone was nice to me. You go to some place that people have dif different opinions and they express it in a more aggressive way. You go back thinking that the world is against you. So, so you see what I'm saying? So we also there is a, a, a point where you need to also develop that 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 inner strength. All right. That it's, skin. So, it's a huh? it's a philosophy a uh, thick skin. Uh, thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's a it's a it's a philosophical attitude towards life as well, right? Like we were talking about being stoic, no, and like I can control how I you know, deal with things or, or more on the Zen side of things, like balancing out and, you know, like live the way, you know, the, the, the moment, the way that it is right now, no, like without uh, the judgment, without the, no, or more on the Nietzsche, <laughs> your human things, like shit is going to happen to you. It, it's, it's part of the process, you no? Know? like you, what you do is you, you build on top of that, uh, the, the, of the difficulties you now that you're having to deal with. And that's, what's going to create character. And, you know, what you look, you need to look for is how that is basically enriching your experience and reaching, you know, but it's still, you're still going through shit. Even across them all, like from, from, uh, the stoic to Zen to Nietzsche, you are still deciding how you're going to deal with it. You might have a different perspective in how to address those things, right? But you are still quite in control, you know? How do you want to deal with it? So I always struggle. Uh, again, I, 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 I totally agree with the comments uh, on the chat and, and everything else, but I, I always find a, a, a dangerous line when you start uh, pushing problems. No, it's like basically exactly. I don't have any agency. So, it's an external thing that is exactly the uh, world is doing that to me, right? So and they, this is a, a thing that is dangerous because you start losing control. Like you, I, I think that being strong, strong, become a victim. No, you, you yeah. become a victim. So, exactly. So so being mentally strong means like I will need to deal with everything else. I can choose my philosophy if you like in how I deal with that. But I'm still gonna deal with that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is quite important. Uh, so I was telling my, my daughter uh, the other day. My daughter is a teenager, or almost a teenager now. And so, like the most important thing, you need to like yourself, right? So, so mm -hmm. you, you need to make sure that that you do things because you like yourself. You 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 are who you are. You will deal with a lot of nice and bad people, but ultimately, you cannot be your own enemy, right? So, so th th this is I think that is quite important.
So, so something closely yeah. related, maybe moving on the conversation a bit, closely related to this imposter syndrome that often we, you know, people often talk about. I must admit, I, you know, I hear about it a lot, but I hadn't done much research on it. I just read the wiki page today just to kind of find out a bit more. Uh, and as always, there's more to that than uh, than meets the eye. So, Sandra, I think you did a bit of a wiki page research as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so my, my my very superficial. Uh, you don't need that. Am I? No, 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 no. I can. No, hear you. no, no. Well, then I can't hear you. But that's okay. Carry on. No. I'll can you hear me now or not? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can't yeah. hear you. Ah, that's. It might. Be. Can you hear Jose, Mesh? Can yeah. Um, I'll, Was that I'll say something? Hear me? Carry on, carry on, me? and I'll fix it. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. So, the the my understanding, my superficial understanding, is that the imposter syndrome is when someone really feels that they are not. It's not only they are not up to the job or stuff, but most importantly, it is a more traumatic thing. They they feel uh, uh, Javier saying that he can hear hear us all. So. So that the, the person feels that not only they are not able to do certain jobs or not at the level that they should be, but they feel they are worried that they are going to be found out, that someone will see that they are an imposter, that, that they should not be at that position. And this is really, uh, this is not just about not being some confidence. It, yeah, it's, it's not about whether I have situation. It's not whether I have the skills that, that that is required or the level required to do the thing. No, it's it's about what if they what if they know, right? Like exactly. someday someone's gonna come and, and find out and say, "What is this guy doing here?" Not that gonna, I'm not good enough to be yeah. here, or or I'm not capable of doing certain things. Like and sometimes they are. It's just like that condition that 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 thing in their mind that that they feel that. And this is different from not being confident. This is what I was. Uh, briefly discussing with Mesh just before we, we hit the record button. Uh, the one thing is, for example, we, you can still say like, look, I don't know how to do that. But, and we can do that with confidence. But the, the, the imposter syndrome is like, you feel that people will find out that you are an imposter and this is really bad. You know, and this is totally in, 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 in their head. This is not the the environment, I think, uh, is more like in their head from what I understand, because it's different from pressure from a manager. Mm -hmm. It might cause that a bit, but, but it's more on people's head. Yeah, I was actually finding it, I was finding, uh, finding it quite intriguing. I, I hadn't known that um, being a perfectionist can lead to imposter syndrome. So where basically your um, your own internal idea of what a good job is is so or level is so high that you're unable to achieve it, and then you consider yourself uh, an imposter or someone who shouldn't be doing this. Where so you basically, you're doing that to yourself. You set the bar too high in a way that you cannot succeed, right? Is yes. that kind of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Failing and failing miserably. Yeah, and and you're failing all the time because every time that you manage to reach that thing, there's always you know it can always be better. No, so the the bar is also moving. But but, but see, yeah, I, I 
I used exactly that in a previous fireside chat as a good thing. A because like, of I like no, 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 not a perfectionist, but but keeps moving the bar. Excellent, right? excellent, Sammy. Which is different from being a perfectionist, right? So yeah. It, it, yeah. using that, like I want to do things better, is different from I would like to do things perfectly, right? Yeah. So I think that there is a significant difference in there. So if you use that bar to say, hey, I can, I want to do better. I want to be a better, not only professional, but a better, whatever, family person or whatever else, right? So the the it, it might be a very healthy thing, but as soon as you say, I want you to be a perfect, and you push that bar miles away, that I, I can see. I didn't know that mesh either, but I can see that how can play with the, the imposter syndrome. But I mean, it's, it's even related to what you kind of, like we all always talk about pursuit of excellence, right? It's one of our core values as well. And it's it's related to what you, kind of what's the bare minimum standard or what's above that standard? So achieving the bare minimum and above that and thinking that you've done a job well, but always asking yourself, could it be improved and how could it be improved? That is not a criticism on what you did, but it's it's an understanding that, you know, with experience doing things, often you can improve. And that having that attitude towards improvement is different from like, I failed and I need to improve. Right. And I think yeah. this is what a perfectionist is that, you know, you you all you consider your yourself a failure that, you know, you need to improve. And that's different. From but you have this ideal, this impossible ideal that can never be achieved. And while you are not yeah. even close, you are a failure. And that is really bad. Yeah. You know, there is this, you, you know, the first law uh, trilogy. Right, like the the Joe Abercrombie uh -huh. thing. Yeah. 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 Logan Logan Nine Fingers. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So he has a quote uh, that is is along the lines of you know doing better next time. That's what life is about, <laughs> right? So so yeah. it, it's kind of like you just do it, and then if as as long as next time you're kind of improving. Mm -hmm. That that's it, right? So, and I think yeah. that uh, that's a good approach in general, right? Like you know, it's not about doing a shoddy job. It's not a like you try to do your best, no, and that's it. Like next time, just try to improve, no, against yourself. That's, that's kind in of a, the... in a in a team situation like we we have. You know, imposter syndrome can also come from comparison, right? There is a. True. Uh, you know where you, you you're in a team, and you you know you maybe you're a bit more junior. You maybe you don't know this particular area well. You lack experience, and maybe there are other people in the team that are better, or you think are better, right? And I think dealing with that from the point of view of there will be people, always be people who are better than me, and it's an opportunity to learn from them rather than to to kind of bring it towards myself and think that I'm not good enough to be in that team. I think Yeah, and I need, I need to perform at that level also. No, it's, it's kind of like the, yeah. the comparison. It's not like using that to inspire, which we also talked about, I think, in another episode. No, using that to kind of like, oh, okay, so there, there's more that I could do. No, like there's, there's, I wish I could do that and let me work a bit more no, on, on my thing versus I need to perform at that level today. No, because that's like the best that it can be, no? So that's that's where I need to be. And the difference is like 
you're comparing not against yourself, you're comparing against someone else that maybe has been doing that for, you know, 20 years, no? And you just recently joined the field or whatever, right? So so that is, that is also quite dangerous, no, in, in a sense. But, but I, I was thinking, for example, again, back to the mental strength, I, I would use that. Uh, for me, like, uh, part of building that mental strength is not... I'm trying to say that in a good sense. I don't know exactly how to put that, to phrase that well. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is like, not care too much about what people think about you. And that's what I mean, uh, strength. But, but I'm trying to say that in a nice way, not in a provocative way. I'm not saying like, I'll give the two fingers to the rest of the world. That's not what I mean by this. You know, it is, it is almost like, for example, you know what? Like, I am what I am. And, and I... I am where I am with my skills, with my job and stuff. And you know what? There is all those people that I work with and they are quite good. I feel that I don't contribute to the same level. So the mental strength in here is to say, you know what? What if I told them that? And say, look, love being here. Look, really like what you guys. I feel that I'm not contributing much. I need to learn a lot. How can, is there a way to help me? So, so you see what I'm saying? And this needs a strength in order to do that. Massive. But if you are able to have that strength, for example, not say, well, yeah, what if they feel that I'm the, the most inexperienced person here? So what? Let me put that, that, that uh, you know, like that. Let that, me wear that hat. What's that? <laughs> Let me wear that hat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let me wear that hat. Because that's the strength, you know. It's not that you don't care about what they think. But you are just saying, look, you know what? If, that, if that's how I perceive. I will wear that, and I will benefit from that, and make sure that other people can benefit from that as well. But you need an inner strength that is massive, and if you are able to build that, so I mean, if you are always able to say, "Look, I'm I'm confident in myself, and I can place myself in whichever. If I'm placed, if I think that I can help other people, I will help. If I think that I'm not at the same level, what can I do to get to that level, including speaking to them?" Because that the problem goes away, in a way. Well, that, this is of course this I is think, how I see it. I think sometimes it's difficult to wear that hat, especially for example in situations where you've just joined a team, right? And you don't even know what you're earning versus what the others are earning, and you don't know them. You know sometimes, or you know, you're trying to impress. You just arrived, and you don't want to. You don't want to kind of expose yourself. That's that's what you may think is being a bit useless, you know, or uh, that's what you may be thinking. And I think sometimes it is difficult to wear that hat, especially when you are in a new, new environment or in a, in an organization that is, doesn't, doesn't deal with that well in the sense that, you know, if you, if you kind of expose that you don't know something, then you kind of label as someone who is junior or lacking experience and could hurt your career by exposing certain, or certain. I mean, there are certain organizations that would do that, right? That would punish you for for what you don't know. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get that. The but again, like it, it depends on really how you see the world, because then we can go back to the. I'm a failure kind of thing, you know? So, because one thing is to say, look, I don't have a specific skill, right? I joined the team and there are one out of many or a, a few out of many skills. 
that I need to have to contribute that I might not have or might not be on par with other people in the team. But I first, but then the way to cope with that and say, look, but I know that there are many things that I know as well that I could contribute. And also, uh, every single day, I need to do something about it. I cannot just say, hey, I don't know this stuff and someone can help me. And that's the, and I will only learn when someone is helping me. See what I'm saying? So it's taking that ownership and say, look, okay, there are loads of things that I don't know. And I'm going to sleep, of, like I'm going to spend a few weekends. I'm going to try to figure out how I get that knowledge. And then, But when people see that you're putting the effort and you can acquire that quickly, it helps. But this is, again, it's, it's the inner strength, you know, that, that mm. you have and say, look, I know that I don't know certain things. And, and Jose, you All mentioned right. like something about practice and preparation and questions that you ask to yourself. It's, look, this is my situation. What can I do about that? So, uh, uh, Mesh, I'll go back to you, but uh, this is another area that I would like to explore. Sorry, go on, go on. No, no, it's it's just that um, there is an aspect that you touched on there, which is the labels. And going back to the topic of, you know, the context and all that, and labels are pretty much that, you know, they're part of that context, right? Like when you said... If someone is labeled as a junior, no, or whatever, those are kind of self-limiting. No, we okay. So now you are in this box, which means junior, and people attach some meaning to that. Therefore, they start treating you in a specific way. No, um, and I feel like that's also part of the of the issue there. Sometimes that they they buy into that, you know, typification, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a problem on its own, right? Like, okay, so what does that mean? That because I am less experienced, no, maybe I have one, two years, whatever, I just finished my bootcamp, whatever, right? Uh, that means I cannot talk about my mm-hmm. experience, that I cannot, I don't know, but teach other people uh, the stuff that I know or the stuff that, I, because those things, in, in fact, help you develop, right? Yeah. Because when you finish your bootcamp and then you get called to teach on your bootcamp, you better know what you're talking about, no? So then you 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 go and you you adopt the 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 knowledge not to a level that maybe before you didn't have, right? And when you have to yeah. explain things to people the, the same and so on and so forth. So so using those as a way to kind of keep people away from certain contexts no or, or certain experiences that actually are beneficial to them i think it's a it's it's a mistake right mm-hmm. um and this is why for instance when we did when we do the software crafters uh, event we always have space for people who are new uh, speakers like we 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 people send in their call for papers etc but we always look for for at least some talks that are completely new like they they've never done a talk before because it's part of nurturing the community and giving people that opportunity because otherwise it's just the same people talking all the time it's just because they already have the experience they do it very well or whatever right and 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 that's it i think in in, as as someone let's say that joined recently the industry or still feel like they have you know something to prove to themselves or whatever like finding those contexts where they push or challenge themselves 
I think it's a very good way of, of building up that confidence and building up that experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I think in, in situations, you need to, like, especially going back to the imposter syndrome, you need to kind of stop comparing yourself to others as well. You know, it's it's not always a healthy thing. You know, it, so what if someone's a bit better and someone's like, you know, are you in yourself doing a good job? You know, are you like, look at your roles and responsibilities, look at what you're meant to be doing and are you achieving it, right? And so like, stop comparing yourself, I think is also. One of the, I like when I first learned that was, uh, I was working for a consultancy only my first year in a consultancy. And I went to a, a civil service client and there were people there, you know, with gray hair and they were around this table and I was meant to be one of the consultants. And even my peers were talking and they were all chatting. And I was like thinking, I don't know, I can't understand what they are saying. I can't really follow the thread. I don't know what topics and things are changing quite so, so on. And everyone seems to know what to say next. And then after a f- few months at the job, I realized that they were all making it up. They were all talking. <laughs> so after that, this like served me so well because then I took this view. I said like, okay, if I'm sat in a meeting and I I don't know what they're talking about, it's not me. It's them. <laughs> We're all oh, making it up. And that's, that's the beauty of it. That's the truth of it. <laughs> no, but, but there, there is one thing that like was there. I think that you 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 brought it up earlier, um, and I think that is related to uh, I think that uh, Doctor Flame Rock uh, on the on the chat as well. So you were asking, let me just go back to the history. How do you grow or harvest your inner confidence, right? So there are, there is one thing that Jose mentioned, but I think that it is it's quite cool, you know, that there are, you learn, for example, every time you are in a situation, if you are able to Stop and say, look, you know what? That is a situation. Start before you start calling yourself names, saying that you are not capable or or whatever, that you are a failure, all that kind of stuff. You are an imposter. Before you start going that direction, so like, okay, first of all, try to coldly, uh, so like, try to do an assessment of the situation. So, what are the problems here? Right? How am I feeling? what is around me, what's going on, what I'm trying to achieve. And you start asking to yourself a set of questions. I remember, I think I even mentioned in a previous episode, and I mentioned that you mentioned multiple times, uh, like in situations where I had to face in our company, uh, difficult situations, like we have 10 years of history in our company uh, that I had to deal with. Mesh came to me and said, Sandra, think about what is the best outcome that you can have? So this is one question that this was for me very insightful. It sounds very simple when you mention that, but as you get used to ask yourself, okay, so this is a situation, what is the best outcome that I want to achieve? Or what would I like to do? What can I do within the constraints that I have? What is the next decision that I can make? 
So just doing that already allows you to step back, not call anyone, including yourself names, and say, like, this is the best I can do right now. And you learn how to live like that. With that, it becomes easier in a way. And you are gradually building your confidence because you start learning to, given a situation, what can I do about that? What is my next step? If you don't know enough, what is this next small step that I can make? And that's what you were saying, Jose, so that, that, I, that I can do about it. So this is one even like way of seeing life, you know? Like, uh, and the other thing is more pragmatic and when you compartmentalize. I want to be able to be giving talks in front of people, being in a leadership position and stuff. So that is very well defined. So you have a goal and you feel that you are a bit blocked. And it's like, okay, what are the steps to that? And you start creating a strategy and you go at your own pace, you know? Uh, as we discussed, giving a talk in front of loads of people, start with giving one to, to, to your teammates, you know, like for 15 minutes. Start small and build up. So I think that those things, they are very, very small things that can help you to build confidence gradually, you know, without a dramatic change. So we, we talked about imposter syndrome. Maybe we should talk about the Dunar-Kruger effect <laughs> as well. No? Because mm -hmm. it's kind of like, okay, I am confident, <laughs> no, but I'm at a, a at a place where I don't even know that I am not qualified, no. Uh, so, so my confidence is kind of unjustified. Then no? we often see, like especially in software development, the Dunning Kruger effect, unfortunately, is more common than the imposter syndrome. So <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess the way to describe that is that, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, this is based on, again, based on a bit of Wikipedia reading. This is based on the research done by by these two guys. I think they're guys. And yeah. um, uh, and they have, like, the, they've, they've kind of, and I think there's been more research after that as well that leads to the conclusion that people with lack of knowledge or experience in a particular thing often overestimate their abilities within that thing. So it's not kind of a general thing as you were saying as well, Sandro. Uh, it's yeah, it's more not about intelligence, it's more about a specific task uh, or activity that they need to perform. Or knowledge or skill, that, yeah. that kind of thing. And it, and we it often happens like, you know, where you you see people with a lot of um, like the use of certain practices, technical practices, frameworks, ways ways of working, even processes, and so on. And you get these evangelists coming at you. You know, they quite they haven't done it well, or they have never even tried it, or maybe have very little experience. But they think that this is the gospel. Like, why aren't you doing Scrum the way that it says in the book, or why are you not like not doing everything test-driven, or why are you doing test-driven? You know, they, they have these very strong convictions on things that are actually not very clear at all, but they have this very kind of this magical clarity about it, and you often often see that, and I guess that's the Dunning-Kruger effect speaking, and, and the opposite is also 
there is that, you know, as you start understanding more, you start realizing how much you don't understand. And that kind of goes back to the confidence that you start actually losing confidence, not just as you are junior, but you lose, start losing confidence when you, when you become quite experienced and you start realizing, you know, you fail too many times to have any confidence in yourself, you know, but you have more experience, more knowledge, and maybe better probability to succeed in certain things than people with more confidence. So that's, uh, I guess that's, that's the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Yeah. No, and, and also there is this aspect that the more experience you gain, you tend to think that, uh, that everyone else knows what you know, right? So you're kind of normalizing what you know, but that's not necessarily true. Especially the more experience you have, right? So, so, so this is the thing. So then you start thinking things like, well, but this is like, yeah, why is it worth it? Why should I, you know, this is probably they already know this, right? Or, and and that kind of thing, which is also kind of go shipping against you no know, that that confidence that we we were talking about. But it's just because you are experiencing, you're assuming that everyone else knows what you know, kind of. Mm. No, or they're being ah. exposed to the the same things. Therefore, you know, there's nothing else that you can add, right? And you know, uh, yeah, yeah. There is a this normalization. I have a. It's not exactly what you say, but there is a, is an interesting story. I have this friend, Mesh met him, so he he was from Brazil, so we brought him over to to work in, in the UK with us and stuff. So he arrived in the UK saying, "Hey." I don't speak English well, so my English is shit and I cannot communicate and stuff. He lived in the UK for almost three years, if I'm not wrong. He left the UK still thinking that his English was bad, right? So what he could not see is that when he arrived, he would struggle to do the basic things, right? To get directions on streets or order a burger in McDonald's. When he left, he said, look, I still struggle to talk about politics or psychology. See, see, see what I'm saying? Or world politics or whatever else so so he, he was like progressing but he could not see the progression he only saw like the the, the blocks and so so and, but he was always thinking that people could knew far better than him you know and he just could not see how far he had progressed uh with the english language so so th this is an interesting thing as well because as you learn more you feel that like for us, we, we as we learn, or even worse, as we master a thing, we just forget how difficult it, it was to get to that level that we end up trivializing, trivializing that? Is that the Tri word? Trivializing, yeah. Trivializing. Yeah, trivializing that. So like, you know what? And everyone knows that. So no, it took like you five years to learn that thing or even more, you know? And now you think that everyone knows. No, they don't, right? So this, this yeah. is the thing, right? How do you then get to the point where you can calibrate the level of confidence to not too low that, you know, that it's impeding you and you may even take you towards imposter syndrome and not too high that it takes you to kind of uh, the Dunning, one aspect of Dunning-Kruger effect, right? That you are overconfident, reckless maybe, or committing to, under, committing to things uh, or seeing certainty where there isn't? This is a very difficult question to answer because that calibration might be completely different from people to people, depending on where you are coming from, right? So, like, 
No, go on. I'm still I, thinking about that. I, I can tell you what, what what my first thought was. It depends. There you go. I haven't been saying that. Uh, I haven't been saying that word for you know a few episodes now. But uh, no, but it it depends on how I think that I would feel about the failure. In other words, is is kind of like how much risk no is there in it for me personally? I think that that's one way. Of is it something that you know? I know that I'm going to be fine with, no, it doesn't work out well, it's fine. No, if it's like, shit, I really don't, it's a very important thing for me. Even it may not, you know, for me, it may not be important to other people or whatever. I think that's that's it. Yeah. And with experience as well, you tend to understand as well that things that's, the one thing is perceived risk, No. And the other one is real risk. You know, like the, that distinction is like, oh, this could be a great, uh, but okay, if, when you start looking at it, no, and say, okay, so what is what could be the outcomes of this? Right? Yeah. I, I feel like that is the way that I kind of, it's like, is it something, um, no, I go to, I don't know, I go, I go to a, a conference, no, and I give a talk and it and it sucks. I no, wish people were looking for my talks, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to care, right? Like nobody's going to see it, whatever, right? That's, that's a, like, if, I don't know, if if you put it on, on a different level, no, let's say that, uh, let, let's say that I now I'm Sandro Mancuso, no, who, who does have an audience, he, he actually, you know, there are more people that are looking to voice it. Then making a mistake is a, no, it, so it, it has said, more I impact. So I, about, <laughs> I shouldn't worry about my talks because no one's listening anyway. You don't be watching anyway. No, but, but, but you understand what I mean. But but you understand yeah. what I mean, right? It's, it's, yeah, a, it's a matter of how do I feel about if, if this goes wrong or the, if I expose myself and this goes wrong, yeah? Um, uh, would I be okay with that? How, how bad would I feel about this and for how long, right? Is this something yeah. that also, I'm going to regret the rest of my life? Exactly. Is this something that I'm going to regret the rest of my life or is it something that, you know, yeah, I'll forget? But uh, let's see, see the way that, again, I, I don't know how to answer the question of the calibration mesh because like the calibration might also be from an external perspective as well, not only from your, because I don't think that you, we can be objective enough to do the calibration. You see what I'm saying? We, we, can, we, we can be objective in how we feel about our actions, right? And how mm -hmm. the reaction of the external world or the, the surroundings, uh, how we react to them as well. So, but, but like, but, but in terms... Uh, Sorry, go on, go on, go on. You finish. No, I'll just say, for example, for example, the, the examples that you were giving, like, what... For example, I really try not to care. And again, it's not not to care like that. I don't care about just fuck the world. It's not. I'm not saying that, you know. But the like, I'm more like a, worried about how I'm gonna feel about it. So, so for me, the way I feel about something is more important than how other people will feel about what I've done. Mm -hmm. so of course, that I get that feedback. Of course, that that for example, if I did something that that was not well received. 
that will serve as a feedback mechanism that I will internalize and, and then decide what I'm going to do about that. Because like certain opinions of certain people matters far more than others as well. So you see, see what I'm saying? And also I, the kind I of where I, I put the bar. Yeah, this, so, this, is, this is the important uh, point. This is the important what? point. Because Javier is saying, and I think he said my calibration came with a mentee. And I think this is this is a really important point. Having people that you trust, both at the mentor level, like people with more experience who kind of hit a few more, you know, had a few more failures than you've had and have tempered their their own knowledge and skills and experiences, and also people with with less experience than you are and so on. I think both can can help you calibrate because these are people you trust. These are people that trust you. You have a good relationship with, with but it could also be within your team, but especially the people you are close to. They can help you calibrate because they can give you feedback without that you can trust. But they're not just giving you feedback. They're helping you, right? If they think that you're overconfident, then they're thinking, okay, maybe you need to think a bit more around this thing because you know your your reasoning is a bit simplistic. But at the same time, if you're kind of, you, you know, going towards the imposter syndrome and, and there are people there that are kind of coming up to where you are and also helping them helps you understand where you are as well within things. So that can also help you kind of on the other side. I think that's one area. But there is another area as well, which is I think we should all, as professionals, is the skill of keeping an open mind and kind of critical thinking and reasoning that, you know, these are, these are skills that we often not taught and often right at the beginning, especially when we have the Dunning-Kruger kind of like we are confident with everything is because we, we, we haven't really, we don't really exercise critical thinking. We don't exercise re reasoning, logical reasoning, all these kind of things. So, what happens is that we we kind of very simplistic in in our conclusions, and if those things are taught, that could also help with with understanding your own abilities and your own levels. Yeah. So, so as I said, like, I, I'm very protective of myself. You know, I, I'm really I really care about like I'm very selective of who I care about. See, see what I'm saying? Like the, the, the kind of opinions, right? Of course, I mm. try to as much as I can to read the room and stuff, but I also like, I, I refuse to be my worst enemy, right? E even yeah. the, 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 the conference example, let's say, uh, let's say I, I'm in a, in a big conference and have all those big names in our industry that have been around for loads of, a long, a long, long time, wrote great books and stuff. I, I position myself like, and say, look, you know, I'm the least experienced and least unknown person here. Like, so least known person here. So I will position myself at that. So I would be happy just to be there. So you see what I'm saying? I would never be in, in my mind comparing myself or making comparisons that will hurt me. So you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm going to compare to some of the best people in the industry that are miles ahead of me. And then me criticize myself that I'm not at that level. I would never do that. Because this will just destroy me. So, like, you know what? Just be happy with what you achieved. You you got a spot. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Even yeah. if it was the least attended uh, talk in a conference, or you run an event that two people came along, just be happy that you are there. See, see, see what I'm saying? So I think this is you, you speak about humility. Yeah, you speak What's about that? humility, and humility 
actually is another good good strategy for kind of alleviating the Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, because ego put, plays a lot into thinking that you know everything. Right? Mm. Yeah. So there, there, now that you touch on that, there, there's a book that uh, I would like to recommend that it, it's called um, Humble Inquiry by Edgar Chain. And it talks precisely about humility and, and how you know, as, as a leader as well, no, like you, you need that humility because, you know, you you find yourself in that position where in order to succeed, you need someone else to, to help you succeed kind of, mm-hmm. no. So that, that is a humbling, that in itself is humbling. Mm-hmm. No, it's like you can't do things on your own. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, Good, good point, and and it's lacking a lot. Like I, we said, <laughs> you know, it's the humble programmer. Let's let's put it like that. Is yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the next book in the pragmatic series. <laughs> and you can be a confident, uh, humble. humble and confident. The humble, yes. confident programmer. No? <laughs> the, the, the the humble bragger. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I think we're we're <laughs> around your uh, our usual time to finish these things. So yes, exactly, exactly. So any final thoughts? Um, no, I like I like the idea that Sandra mentioned of you know you you trying to find your confidence and you want to mediate how much you know others have impact in you. It's not about not listening, but I do follow a similar strategy. Like I always, I think I said this in Carlos Blair's podcast or something like that, where, uh, you know, I have a list, right, of people that I'm going to pay attention to. When I have doubts about whether I should, no, I will go and talk to those people. And that least changes. No, maybe people from, from work, and maybe, but, you know, I, I tend to not go with the first uh, thing. No, it, it The, the first reaction because that gives me some perspective right In, into okay so there's, there's people are thinking this but that's what they think everyone's entitled to their opinion no is that how much no do, do i really want to uh, do i really want to go into that you know is, is it necessary no but when i then go and check with someone in the list then maybe they, i'll think about it and these are people that will tell you things like they are no they're not gonna sugarcoat it they're not gonna no that that's one uh, aspect another aspect there's uh, you reminded me sandra of a book it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck <laughs> it's in my list to read and i haven't read, I haven't it, read yet, it either but, it, but I, i've seen it a couple of times that yeah, it's like I, oh I, maybe I it. i've actually got it here but i still haven't um i still haven't managed to read it yeah yeah so So yeah, so uh, so so that's another one. No, and uh, yeah, o- overall, it's like you know, try to try to get exposure to things that will help you grow. Um, and if you are having an, a problem with that confidence, try to build it from smaller uh, uh, smaller wins, right? And build on top of that, like and 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 visualize those those things work for me at least. Um, and, uh, I think it's a good way to, um, yeah, to, to, to work on it if you want to, basically. 
Yeah, for me, this episode had quite a lot of uh, highlights, you know, like to be difficult to go through all of them. But there are, there is like one thing that is like, I will never be my worst enemy. That is never going to happen, right? This is something I learned very early and I will always try to find the inner strength uh, not to allow the environment to beat me up so badly, you know? <laughs> so so I need to, to have that inner strength in me, uh, first of all. That is one thing. Another thing is not everyone's opinion is the same. So there are people that I care far more and they help me to calibrate, right? So I'll calibrate with the people that I care about, uh, how they react to my actions uh, and so on. Uh, there is a, a thing about never saying that I'm not capable, right? So period. So for example, not generalize that I'm not capable, or I'm not good or so on. Because like once you do that, you do that to yourself as a whole which is very different to say, I'm not right now fit to do this. So because I compartmentalize, I'm not saying that I am a failure or I'm not capable. I just said, look, I would love to do those things, but I'm not able to do right now because I'm not ready. I'm not fit. So then it allows me to, to trace a plan. Okay, what would be the best thing if I really want to be able to do that? it makes it much easier for me to cope because then I can trace a strategy. I can say, okay, I need to do that first and then do that first and take my time not to put a ridiculous pressure on myself either, you know? So that's, that's again, me not being the worst enemy. Uh, and that, that way of looking at the world, you know, like no problem is too big. Well, if every problem becomes too big, you will always suffer. So then it's like, you know what? Step back. What is the context? What are the limitations? What are the constraints? And most importantly, okay, now that I read, I did an assessment of the situation, what do I want to achieve? What is the best I can do within the context? And be happy with that. Be happy with that. Not, not criticize myself for things that I cannot control. You know? So I think that those things allows you to, to build confidence, you know, even when you feel, if you don't know what, if and you can say to people, look, I don't know exactly what to do or what the answer is, but maybe we can sit down together, trace a plan, or maybe I will do this and that. that. So the, those are the things that I, I found that uh, were quite useful in this episode. Very good. Very good. So from my point of view, I think, um, yeah, con confidence is a very important, important thing. Uh, both to building your career and to the detriment of your career. Uh, underconfidence and overconfidence both can be bad and, and good. So if you have underconfidence, you know, it can stop you from, uh, in one way, stop you from getting your, putting yourself out there, leading those kind of things. But it can also be a force towards trying to understand more, gaining more knowledge and those kind of things. And overconfidence, again, is a double-edged sword. Uh, on the kind of minus side, it means that you your mind is closed, you're not open to learn, and you you kind of may even be lining yourself up to recklessness and failure. Uh, on the good side, it is a help and an aid to leading, to getting yourself into new opportunities and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, you have to calibrate it well and understand the, the du double sides and use the the good and kind of protect against the, the bad side of it. And there are many strategies in building confidence as well. You know, as you talk, talked about getting, you know, doing things small, understanding where you're lacking confidence, getting that base mental health in the right place, 
whether internally yourself through inner strength or you know speaking to people and that kind of thing. And there is also calibrating if you're overconfident, helping you know thinking critically, understanding logical reasoning, but also having people around you that you trust that can give you good feedback. That's it from me. So thank you everyone for listening. A special thanks to the people that asked us many questions and, and watched it live and uh, you know uh, improved our conversation in many ways. Uh, so as usual, if you um, if you're new to this, then please like and subscribe on YouTube and you'll hear about the next. We always we we speak almost every Tuesday. Sometimes we have a small break like we did in the past couple of weeks. Uh, and and yes, all that means is thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And see you soon. Bye-bye.